the twilight of the gods nears. Brother will kill brother. Families will be sundered by murder. Four ages are afoot. An axe age, a sword age, where shields are cloven. A wind age, a wolf age, where the world falls. No one shall be spared. Welcome to Ragnarok and Roll, a Scion RPG podcast. Prepare for adventure. Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, a Scion to Ragnarok story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the 5th Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. Thor's Journey to Utgard Thor and Loki decided to travel to Utgard, land of the giants, the enemies of the gods. Early one morning, they left in Thor's chariot pulled by two goats, Tengjostir and Tengrisnir, and traveled to Midgard. That evening, they arrived at the farmhouse of a peasant family. The family offered night's lodgings, but they were too poor to be able to offer much food. Thor slaughtered the two goats, put them in the pot. Spreading out the goatskins, he invited the family to enjoy the meal, warning them to be careful to throw all the bones onto the goatskins. However, Thialfi, the young boy in the family, was so hungry that he could not resist cracking open the ham bone and sucking out the marrow. The next morning, Thor took his hammer, Molnir, raised it, blessing the goatskins. The goats, once again whole, stood up, but one of them was lame. Thor could see that someone in the peasant family had not treated the bones with proper care. Thor's brows furrowed with anger, and his hand gripped the shaft of his hammer so tightly that his knuckles went white. The peasant family begged for mercy, offering all of their poor possessions as payment for the wrong that had been done. Thor saw their terror and calmed down. He accepted as settlement the two children, Thialfi and Roskva, to be his bondservants, and they have attended him ever since. Leaving the chariot and goats behind, the four travelers, Thor, Loki, Thialfi, and Roskva, left on foot towards Utgard. Coming to the sea separating Midgard from Utgard, the travelers found a boat, which they used to cross to the other side. They continued on foot through the forest until evening. Thialfi, the fastest of runners, went in advance of the other three, searching for lodgings, but none could be found. Together they came across a curious hall. The entrance was as wide and as tall as the entire building. Inside it was so dark and the hall so large that they could not see the far end of the hall. Nevertheless, they decided to take shelter there for the night. 
At midnight, the travelers were startled awake by an earthquake and groaning and rumbling noises from the outside. They withdrew further into the hall, finding that the hall split into a large room off to one side and four smaller rooms continuing straight ahead. Thor stood guard at the entrance to the largest of the five rooms, while the others spent the night at the far end of the room in fear. In the morning, Thor gripped Molinier, left the hall to find a sleeping giant on the ground nearby. His snores were the cause for the shaking and the horrible noises they had heard the night before. The giant, awakening, stood up. For once, Thor was afraid to strike with his hammer. The giant introduced himself as Skrymir, a dwarf among the giants. He picked up his glove from the ground. Thor then realized that they had mistaken the glove for a building and that they had retreated into the thumb of the glove at midnight. The five agreed to travel together. They ate separate breakfasts. Afterwards, Skrymir suggested that they share their provisions and offered to take their pack and carry it within his own. The five walked all the next day. Even Thjalfi, the fastest of the travelers, could not keep up with Skrymir. But they could hear his crashing as he passed through the forest ahead, so they did not lose him. That evening found the five in an oak grove. Skrymir decided to lay down and go directly to sleep, but invited the other four to help themselves to the food in his pack. Thor worked at the straps, but no matter what he did, he could not untie them. Thor's anger grew as he realized that Skrymir had not meant for them to eat from that pack at all. Taking up Mjolnir, Thor stepped over to where Skrymir lay sleeping and smashed the giant's head with the hammer. The giant sat up and asked, Has a leaf fallen on my head? Have you eaten yet? Thor replied that they were about to turn in and found another oak under which to lie far from the giant. None of the four could sleep for fear and hunger, and Thor was anxious. This was the first time the hammer had ever failed him. At midnight, the giant began snoring, shaking the ground and trees all around. Thor rose again, and taking Molinir, slammed the hammer down into the middle of the giant's head. Thor could feel the hammer sink into the giant's brain. Skrymir sat up, saying, What was that? Did an acorn fall upon my head? And what are you doing over here? Thor said he had been awoken too, as he backed away to join his companions. He vowed to himself the next time he'd use Molinir with enough force to send the giant to the depths of Niflheim. Just before dawn, Thor could hear that Skrymir once again had fallen fast asleep. He ran up to the giant and swung with all of his might, crashing the hammer into the giant's head and burying the hammer up to the handle in the giant's brain. Skrymir sat up, rubbing his cheek. Are there birds up in that tree? I thought I felt some droppings fall on me. Are you awake, Thor? It must be time to get up. Thor was dumbstruck as the five prepared to start their journey for the day. Skrymir told them that they were near the stronghold of the giant king Utgarda-Loki to the east. The giant said that he planned to continue to the north, 
so that he would part company here. Before leaving, he advised the four, Keep your pride of your own kind and keep your mouth shut. Utgarda Loki's men won't stand for bribing from babies like you. Thor seethed at the insult, unable to do anything about it. Continuing, the giant said, I'd advise you to turn around and go home. Then, without a nod or friendly word, Stramir departed and walked away to the north. All morning, the four travelers walked east. Eventually, they came to a massive stronghold. The walls were so high that they had to throw their heads back towards their spines in order to be able to see the top. The gates were locked and unattended, but they were able to slip through them and enter the great hall of the stronghold. Giants of all ages lounged on the two benches. Thor and his companions made their way to the giant king, Utgarda Loki, and courteously greeted them. The giant king slowly turned towards them, baring his teeth in a smile. Am I mistaking in thinking that this little fellow is Thor the charioteer? Maybe you're stronger than you look. In what skill do you excel? We never allow anyone to stay unless he is master of some craft or pastime. Loki stepped forward. No one can eat faster than I. Utgarda Loki called for the giant Logi to step forward and meet the challenge. Servants brought in a trencher and loaded it with meat. Logi sat down at one end and Logi sat down at the other. At a signal from the king, they both began eating, meeting in the middle. While Loki had eaten all the meat, Logi had eaten the meat the bones, and the trencher. He was declared the winner. Utgard-Loki asked Thialfi what he could do. Thialfi volunteered to run a race against anyone in the hall. The company moved outside where a good course over level ground was laid out. Three times the giant Hugi ran past Thialfi. Three times Hugi beat Thialfi by wide margins. In the final race, Hugi was at the finish before Thialfi had even reached the halfway mark. Hugi was declared the winner. Utgarda Loki turned to Thor and asked him which of his skills he would demonstrate, having heard great boasts of Thor's exploits. Ignoring the insults, Thor said that he could drink more than anyone in the hall. Immediately, a drinking horn was placed in Thor's hand. The giant king said that a good drinker could drain it in one swallow. Some might take two, but no one was so feeble that he couldn't finish it in three. Thor took three enormous swallows, each larger than the last. Each time, the level in the horn dropped, but never did the horn empty. Ignoring the taunting invitations to take yet another draft, Thor returned the horn to Utgarda Loki. The giant said, It's clear your might is not as great as we thought. Would you like to try your hand at another contest? Young giants perform the feat of lifting my cat 
off the ground. I wouldn't have suggested it unless I had seen that you're such much less impressive person than I had thought. A cat jumped out from under the giant king's chair and planted itself on the floor. Thor put his arm under the cat's belly and lifted. The cat simply arched its back such that its four feet stayed upon the floor. The giants laughed at the way the cat's effortless movements frustrated Thor. At last, Thor was able to lift the cat so high that one of its paws left the floor. As I thought, said Utgarda Loki, Thor is short and small in comparison to the mighty men here in this hall. Thor, beside himself with his failures and taunts and abuse, spoke, Small as you say I am, just let someone come and fight me. Now I am angry. Utgarden, looking around the room, replied, I doubt anyone would rustle you. They'd feel it's beneath them. Then, continuing, the giant king exclaimed, Find Ellie, my old wet nurse. Thor can wrestle her if he likes. The giants laughed as a horrible old crone entered the hall. She agreed to wrestle Thor. He threw himself at the woman, but she was stronger than she seemed. She stood firm and unshaken. Then she tried a hold or two on Thor, catching him off balance. She forced him to one knee. Enough, cried Utgara Loki to Thor. You've shown your true strength. There is no point in Thor's challenging anyone else in the hall. Places were found for the four travelers. They were given food and drink and bedding for the night. The next morning, the four were the first to wake. As they made ready to depart past the sleeping giants, Utgarda Loki intercepted them, showing them every courtesy. He gave them food and drink, and then escorted them through the gates and into the meadow outside the stronghold. Utgarda Loki said, This is where I must leave you. How do you feel things turned out? Have you met anyone more powerful than I? Thor replied, I've come off second best. You've put me to shame. I have never suffered greater loss of face. It irks me to know that you will say to all that I am a person of little accord. The giant said, Now that we are outside the walls, I'll tell the truth. You'll never see the inside of these walls again. Had I known how strong you were, I'd have never let you inside in the first place. You were nearly the end of us all. I have deceived you. It was I who met you in the forest. I used wires to fasten the pack so you couldn't open it to get food. I placed a hill between my head and your hammer that you couldn't see. Those three square valleys you see behind the ridge there were the marks you made in the earth with your hammer blows when you tried to hit me. 
Loki ate fast, but Nogi was wildfire itself. He'd burned up the trencher and the meat. When Thjalfi ran against Hugi, he ran against Thought. Nothing can keep up with the speed of Thought. When you, Thor, drank from the horn, you thought you were found wanting. But the other end of the horn connected to the sea. When you get back to the ocean, you'll see how much it has ebbed from your efforts. And the cat was not what it appeared. It was Jormungandir, the Midgard serpent. You raised it up off the seabed so high that its back grazed the sky. And it's a marvel that you withstood Ellie for so long. Ellie is old age. No one can withstand old age in the end. Here is where our ways part. It will be better if you never visit again. I have used tricks, and I will use them again to protect Utgard, so you'll never be able to harm us in any way. Thor snatched up Molnir and swung it over his head for a killing blow to Utgarda Loki. But... It was for naught. The giant had vanished. The stronghold had disappeared too, leaving only a wide, beautiful landscape. There was nothing but the three square valleys next to the hill and the ebb and flow of the tides in the ocean to indicate that any of this had taken place. The four travelers returned to Midgard. Thor retrieved his goats and chariot, and the four returned to Asgard. But Thor made up his mind to seek another meeting both with the giants and with the serpent Jormundar, the Midgard Serpent. All right, guys. And that's a great place to wrap it up there. Hi, this is Jim from Ragnarok and Roll, a scion hero to Ragnarok podcast and the Creative Play and Podcast Network. And I'd just like to say thank you for listening and may fate always be on your side.